Good morning and welcome to this edition of AV Daybreak. I am one of your hosts, Mark Coxon, the AV Phenom, and I'm here as always with Jared Hillman. What's up, Jared? Oh man, I gotta I gotta say, I think I think um I think we're we're like breaking barrier on equality of hosts. I, know, we've I, come a long way. I think so. You know, I yeah. Um I'm woke. You know, I'm I'm woke this morning. You're woke. You're woke, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I think I think it's good. So I'm I'm feeling good. And you had a very clear, didn't didn't bumble your way through the intro, which was great. Yeah, I didn't say debreak or or anything like that no. this morning. Yeah, I don't know, no. man. I don't know what's up. I don't. I like I said, I'm woke today. Hey, congratulations! In all the years. Congratulations are in order for you, by the way. You you made yes. CIs forty under forty and SCN nine in the same year. I did. Is that a thing? Like that? Like is that not? Is that is that precedent? I I don't know. I'd have to go through the list, but it's the first time I remember. Man, you know what's cool is uh, I was I was thinking about this, and I know that every industry has like their every industry has like these you know these these industry publications, and then they have kind of like those kind of lists where they're they're exclusive to the industry, right? I mean, outside of the industry, I don't know how much it matters. Maybe it's a bit influential, but what's cool is that. I got thrown, I've been, this whole year, I've kind of been like thrown into these, what I've been calling sentimental flashbacks. Okay. And um, to speak to the CI40, what's funny is like, I remember, like when I, when I got into AV, I had no clue what I was doing. I just was kind of rolling with it. I didn't know what I was doing. I was still developing my, myself and career. And, and uh, so when I got in and I, this is, you know, 10 years ago, um, it was shortly after, because I think CI came out six or seven years ago, CI 40 under 40 anyways. Yep. I remember one of like the first Infocoms I attended and it, I, it, it, they had released the, the CI 40 under 40 and I grabbed one. And I remember like reading through the list of like the who's who yep. kind of idea, right? And and so that's where I got like, like honestly, like one of the things I spent most of my time on since I joined is like watching and learning and engaging with other industry peers to really help shape where I am now. And so that's why I was actually, I was really humbled by it because it was like a milestone of achievement to me. Cause it's like, Hey, you know, six, seven years ago, I remember looking at the people that were on this list, reading the profiles and going, okay, that's what this guy does. That's what this girl does. This is where she's setting the bench, you know? And um, that's why I, I called out a few people like, um, on Twitter yesterday to thank them because they might, they might not even know, you know, so it's, it's, it's pretty cool for me. That's really awesome, man. I, I think it was way cool. I mean, I, I, um, I like, I like the list, you know, there's some controversy over the, the lists and identifying people sure. of, of certain ages. And, and some people are like, what about the, you know, what about the over forties and the over fifties? And, you know, I think the, the sentiment <laughs> has always been, you know, the, their, their career rewards them. They've got visibility based on their success at that yeah. point, but you know, giving some, some young you, up and you had your chance. I did have my chance and I missed it. I never, I never made it. I never made the 40 under 40 list. Yeah, but you're, you're a dual cert, you know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're a BF, you're a BFD with your dual certification. There you go. There you go. The dual cert, the, the AF, the CTS AF. Yeah. That's awesome. And your biological AB standpoint. Well, you know, you also were on the SCN nine 
and you know hard hard segue till this morning. Um, SCN also yep. does something called the AVIT Summit. They do, yeah. They do, and there's this whole conversation going on out there about AV and IT, and I think it's been going on forever, honestly. But um, you know, we had uh, we had a. Go ahead. Yeah, you. Well, what I was going to say is like it's the AV is IT. It's not even AV and IT. It's the the controversy is AV is IT, right? Yeah, that becomes some of the controversy, and I think you know, I think. Um, yeah. Dave Labuskis said that we were IT a few years ago, three or four years ago, and some people took umbrage with that. And then today, I we had a guest a few weeks ago before the AVIT summit came up that said AV is IT, and that he would learn he would learn anybody that that came his way. Um, and yeah. then and we and so we actually you had understand, you would educate. and we actually had somebody like contact us and like want to get learnt, I guess. Not turned. Yes. Learnt. Schooled? Not school. Schooled. Learned. So I yeah. thought it'd be I thought it'd be fun today. I mean, I don't know. You know, I've I've written an article that says A V is IT and then I've also, you know, I've also got thoughts on where it's not, but I thought it would be fun since uh since uh somebody contacted it was the first time somebody contacted us to be on the show. Imagine that somebody I, wanted to do this like on their own. We didn't have to like call and send them a five hundred dollar Amazon gift card and all the stuff we've had to do yeah. bribe people. Talk before. about talk about desperate. Yeah, <laughs> talk about desperate. So I thought I thought we we could have a good old fashioned uh, you know showdown this morning. And maybe people will have after this showdown. I think what we'll do is we'll introduce like a revolutionary moment to people like a Finkel is Einhorn moment where they're like, whoa, Finkel is Einhorn? <laughs> and that, I love that. I, I think that'd be amazing. Yeah. And maybe so, they won't. I don't know. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think as, I think as, as good hosts, um, Jared, yeah. that, you know, one of us, one of us should, should um, you know, identify with the guest that, that came yeah, in. What do you think? I, I don't know. What do you want to be? Do you want to be AV is IT or do you want to be AV is AV? Okay, I'm going to, yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll take the stance that, first of all, I don't even understand the question. And so, <laughs> so when people, my, 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 and this is my true opinion. I didn't even have to pick a side here. My, my thoughts on the matter are, as I read through Twitter storms and the articles and the AVIT summit, I didn't even ever, I didn't really even understand what people were saying, um, and not on a not in a grammatical or intellectual sense. Um, I just I didn't understand the point of saying AV is IT. I, I didn't understand what does that mean. Like, what are you trying to say here? Well, let's, and so well, let's call our yeah, guest. Yeah, I, I think yeah, and see. Let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna call in. I'm gonna call in a guy that I know that I think he's gonna take the same stance as I do. And he's going to speak to it, and we'll we'll hear what he has to say. Bring, All right, bring but, him, bring but him I'm, I'm just I'm just telling you, like if I hear something, and I I may have to I may have to tag my partner in too. So we'll we'll call Joe. Let's call Joe. Let's call, We're Joe. call Joe. Okay. Bring him in. All right. Joe. Keep up. Keep up. 
Hello. Yo. Good morning. Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? We're doing awesome. We're doing awesome, man. We're doing awesome. I, I'm, I'm excited to have our first, like, our first requested, you know, our first requested guest. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. I had to, I, I'm so passionate about this topic and most topics. And uh, I had to, I wanted to get on and I, and I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to, I don't want to throw my two cents in. I want to bounce some things off of you guys in a platform and forum that's, that's controlled and, and pointed. And uh, I, I think we can all agree that this, this conversation, um, you know, can get a little, it, it feels a little stale at this point, but I do think it's well, an important one. Joe, you've, you've pretty much reached the pinnacle of debate platform by that, being on our show. That's I why would, I got with you guys. I was like, I have to get in here. I, I mean, in, do you remember? The time, for the first time ever in 80 Daybreak history, we now fill all four windows on a Zoom conference. <laughs> well, we have do a you remember Will Ferrell, Ferrell take, taking on the Rage and Cajun in old school in the debate yeah. there? Yeah, I've been dreaming about that. Well, or maybe having nightmares about that scene. I don't know which person I am in that situation. Well, but that's Joe, what I'm whichever. Joe Dunbar, yeah, you you heard you heard AV Daybreak, and you heard one of our former guests, Frank Potacala, say that AV is IT. And so mm -hmm. you said it. You said it's stale. But what jumped out at you? What 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 did what compelled yeah. you to to want to enter enter yeah, this cage match this morning? Yeah, so I, I've been in the AV is IT camp for a long time because as I, you know, we'll get into kind of everything is IT, right? Um, so, and I was firmly on that, but lately I, I deal with a, a bunch of, you know, not really architecture for the building automation people, BMS, industrial management control type stuff. And I'm learning so much about that world and how they sit independently of IT, though are aligned with IT. And that just had the wheels in my head turning. And after a couple of, of specific meetings um, where I was really just an attendee in an event, I, I, I said, I, I, and then I heard the daybreak with, with my man, Frank, and that just clicked with something in my brain to say, all right, we need to, we need to really get into the weeds on this one and kind of, as an industry come to some terms about where we sit and what that means for us to work with aligned, you know, trades and, and technical uh, proficiencies and things like that. So I then reached out to you guys and I was like, I gotta, I gotta get in on this. I gotta, I gotta talk to these guys. And specifically, I mean, Jared, yeah. do we, do we, did you have an opinion prior to, 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 to all of this? I mean, what saying, I, I, you know, like, where do you stand on this now? No, like, like I said, like, I, I really just firmly believe it. It, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. I would rather figure, I, I think you're, I think you're on the right path to me is that because I, I have seen some of the conversation go, well, okay. AV people want to start talking about AV being IT because it's on the network. It's on the network. Well, everything is on the network and so therefore is everything it you know that's like where, that's where i'm gonna I'm, start basically this is exactly why this is exactly why we, we say you know it guys have god complex right because they, they they just think they they think they own and run the show and so um but then at the end of the day i'm also you know what does it matter like i mean i have i have equipment it has to go on a network 
I don't care what it is. It has to be configured a certain way. Like what's the, I'm interested to hear, um, I'm interested to hear the opposing view of why it matters that it's defined. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know I I think, yeah. yeah. My, yeah. Well, I, I think these are fighting words. That's what I think. I think you both have said AV isn't IT and anybody who says it is, is wrong. And I don't, I don't like that Frank isn't here to defend himself. And so I'm using my phone a friend, Jared. I'm tagging wrong in. Wrong and blasphemous. I'm tagging in. Wrong and blasphemous. I didn't yeah, know he was going to be here. Bring it. So, I hope you brought right. 10 people. All right. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. You're about to get crogged, Joe. <laughs> I know. I'm We're, afraid. <laughs> I, Pot of call is going to be coming off the top rope, baby, with the flying elbow smash. Yeah. I know yeah. it. So. Can you imagine his hair and the wind coming off with like a people's elbow? Oh. I just hope he's wearing that Nick Fury patch that he wears in trivia night. So, all right, give me a, give me a chance to get Frank on the phone. Yeah. Hey, Frank. Hello, Frank. Mark. Hey, dude, How's I'm, it going? Dude, I'm, it's going well. I, I'm sorry to call you so early in the morning, like unannounced like this. You know, I'm, uh, we're, you know it's Wednesdays, and on Wednesdays, Jared and I do AV Daybreak. And this is really um, – oh, let me tell you real quick. You're on the air. You're on the air right now. Um, You're kidding. I, oh, no. We just, we, just, <laughs> we, just heard some, we just heard some really strange talk about AV not being IT and, um, you know, people oh, mentioning it. your appearance and all this kind of stuff. And I, I just didn't feel right about like this all going on and you not being here. So um, do you have time? You want to you want to jump on and talk to Joe Dunbar and Jared and. Uh, Joe's here, too. I'm yeah. I'm honored yeah. to be on the line with such a such a presence. <laughs> oh, Lord. Here's another opportunity for me to educate people. I love this. I'm going to have to put on my thinking cap for this conversation. <laughs> I so, will absolutely have time for this. So to, so to, catch, to, to catch you up, um, you know, we, we were talking a little bit about AV and, and they're saying, you know, they've heard this thing that AV is IT, but, you know, is everything IT because it's on the network? I mean, are we, are we stating the obvious? Are we, are we giving IT too much weight? Um, they even called IT managers, like they even said they had God complex. I was thinking of the movie Malice with Alec Baldwin and Nicole Kidman. I don't know if you've seen that, but you know, when you need, when, you know, I could just see this monologue by Alec Baldwin as the IT manager, you know, when they drop to their knees and pray that they need port 480 opened on the network, who do you think they're praying to? You know? It's, uh... So, I mean, so, is that wrong? It seems about right, doesn't it? No <laughs> way, you're not putting that on my network. Exactly. So, so all Frank, right, it's, called the, it's called the Alec policy. So, Frank, with <laughs> with with all that, you know, what is the you know this AV is IT piece? Why is this why is this important to us right now? Why should we be defining it? Um, I think over the years, AV as an industry has evolved significantly um we started off I, I i see our roots in something being uh closer to the arts uh where we had musicians and setups and gigs and it has evolved to where it is today and it is undeniable that av is technology at its core myself and you know there's a lot of people who subscribe to my school of thought uh we say that av is it six yep. people right? <laughs> six people well i mean I, 
I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping through conversations like this, we can increase that count. And it, this is not an antagonistic view. I mean, I'm not trying to oppose people. We don't have an argument here. I guess what's lacking is an understanding of what IT is. And that's what we're trying to build. Uh, I, I keep repeating this word and, you know, whenever I talk to people, we're trying to build consensus, right? We're trying to build an agreement. We're trying to understand each other and understanding what AV is and how it, uh, it's blanketed within IT is great to, uh, is, a, is a perspective that I think we should all understand. And uh, for the record, IT is not networking. And that is the biggest misnomer that causes a lot of this confusion. Right. Ah. Even before, I think. So I think that's that's partially why we have this this argument that says I don't need uh, networking to do my AV. So why would I be IT? You're one hundred percent correct. There's no need for networking to accomplish AV. But on the other hand, IT is not just networking. And then the other thing that you know, gets a lot of people's in, in a lot of people's crosshairs is, well, security, right? These are the two things that make us fight, basically. Well, AV doesn't need networking. And if we're not on your network, we don't have to worry about security. But what is IT really, right? And IT as a term is not a new term, right? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dial back the clock a little bit. We're going to do a little bit of a history lesson, right? Uh, IT evolved from something called information theory, right? And information theory is something that started in the 1940s, right? Uh, there's a gentleman, uh, a great pioneer by the name of Claude Shannon, uh, considered the father of information theory. And his perspective on it is that information needs to be quantified, it needs to be stored, and it needs to be communicated. So if you take that and put it across uh, AV or any definition you want, we fall under the blanket of information theory. What are we trying to do at the end of the day? We're trying to communicate, right? We're trying to store, we're trying to quantify. And that's basically what information theory is. And by that definition, overarching definition itself, we fall under the blanket of information theory, which later became information technology or information communications technology. Uh, it, there's, it's, it's just been an evolution. Uh, now, to your question, Mark, why is it important? It is important that we understand that we are not out there alone. We have an industry, we have a, a, a gigantic industry that we can relate to but we, but we choose to be, uh, you know, I wouldn't say enemies, that's too harsh a word, but close to it. We're opposed to them. We want to differentiate ourselves from them, right? And this is why people like myself say, no, we have to be under that blanket. Reason B, we get to tap into a massive industry. According to the latest Avixa numbers, uh, the global pro AV industry is in the range of 250 billion to, I mean, I'm not taking COVID into account, uh, 250 to 300 million is where we stand at. IT as an industry is a $4 trillion industry. The US federal government alone invests close to $80 billion every year in IT, right? So we have this behemoth uh, standing by our side and an AV person walks into the room and he thinks, all this guy cares about is me not putting his stuff, my stuff on his network. It's not as simplistic as putting something on a network. 
we need to subscribe to a technological association that can help us be at the, at the front of the table, be early on in the conversations. That's how we do it. Can I jump in here? Absolutely. So on that, right, I, <clears throat> I, I'm with you on the backup part. And for what it's worth, not to your extent, Frank, but I do have a little bit of an IT background, um, you know, Cisco networking experience, never did get my certification. I should have. I do have an A-plus certification. Um, and actually, you inspired me. I think I'm going to have to do my network plus. It seems like something I should just do um, after listening to your episode. So the reason I was so passionate about this and want to talk about this is because I do think it's important. Not necessarily, I'm, I'm with you, Frank. And I think this is, by the end of this conversation, I want to get to a point where we all look at this in, in a similar light and have our different perspectives. But understand why it's important to to you know kind of come to a consensus on this that's a great word the reason i think it's important and you started to touch on it is alignment in av we feel like we don't have representation early enough on which you spoke to as well it often feels like we don't even have a seat at the table and so if av is it right and we're going to get to that then why do we feel underrepresented because IT is at that table. Now, to that piece, you could say that it's a, it, it's a part of what they need to know and understand and that sort of thing. But frankly, how many, I, and, and I don't want to separate here and, and divide, but like how many IT guys understand what we do, you know, in depth, right? The way we also, a lot of AV people don't understand enough about IT. IT doesn't, IT doesn't care often enough to understand about us because they, they have other things to worry about. Um, and so for me, it's about alignment and representation so that there's continuity in the, in the audiovisual experience, either in your organization or whatever the case may be. So to get there, I agree that we need to start with the definition and it all comes back to move, using tech to move, store and communicate data. I mean, I forget what the exact definition is, but that's, that's it, right? And in that case, we all fall under that blanket, not just AV, but a lot of industries fall under that blanket. So is any, again, going back to the, the, the exposure I've had in, in recent, you know, months, and I suppose the last year really in, you know, building automation and management systems and industrial control systems and things like that, I've been exposed to OT. Does anybody have experience with OT? Okay. So, it's not a magic curtain or anything. It's, it's like a subset of, I would call it a subset of IT. Um, o, OT is operational technology and that's your building management systems, industrial control systems and things like that. And these are generally more automated systems. Um, a lot of the systems that we install are now starting to overlap with those, right? Uh, we have solutions that use occupancy, I mean, it's existed forever that we've used occupancy sensors, but we use occupancy sensors to do different things and influence different things. So we're starting to fall into the OT category as well. And so I started thinking after your last conversation that like, look, because I, I was in the AVIT camp, it's all IT as far as I'm concerned, right? Uh, in a general blanket kind of way. But I started thinking, look, if we don't feel represented in the IT space and that's causing problems for us, and it does, and I'm seeing other branches of technology kind of grow and have a seat at the table with the IT people. And that's kind of the OT exposure that I've had in the, in the last little course of time. 
then where do we sit? And why, you know, how does that impact us, right? I mean, Jared and Mark, we, we, how many times have you guys gone into a project after the fact, right? We get in way too late. It's harder to get in early for us because it's just, I mean, what are the reasons? Is it budgetary? Is it because we're not just not considered? Uh, everybody thinks you can just go get TVs and screens at Best Buy and throw them up on the wall. Like what's, you know, yeah. a real narrow thing. So I'll, I'll tell you my perspective on that really quick is that um, two things work against us for an early seat at the table, right? Um, one is yes, that the impression of what we do is not as hard as, you know, potentially it other is. IT type work, right? That, that's definitely a misconception, but um, that would be one, one piece of the puzzle. I would say a second piece of the puzzle is that because consumer electronics change so fast that architects and IT people, um, when they think about those products, they think, you know, they go through that decision process and they think, well, by the time we do this building in two years, everything we pick now is going to change anyway. So let's wait until we're closer so that we make sure that we have gear that's relevant to the time that's there. And I would also say that as wireless, um, as wireless technology has increased and everything becomes a node on the network, even for, you know, um, you know, like our soft codec pieces now and all these other things, the infrastructure requirements, you know, we don't have to run five wire to everything. We don't have to run all of these types of cables. Usually if you have two, three pieces of cat five or a piece of conduit and inch half piece of conduit that you can pull two or three pieces of cat five through, you're going to be able to get whatever wiring you need to the device that you need to power and work on. So this misconception that AV can be left to the end has kind of been perpetuated in that way. And that's, that's my thought on what the misconception is. But the interesting thing is that, you know, sight lines, ambient light, um, you know, screen sizes, like uh, speaker and microphone placement, the, the acoustics of rooms, none of those things, none of those considerations have changed with the advent of wireless technology, right? So there's a lot of things that we do that don't just have to do with, like Frank said, the AV is IT movement isn't just because AV is on the network. The transport does not define IT, you know, just like, you know, a lawnmower and a car both run on gas. Um, are they both automobiles? No, right? The, the, the method or, or the method of locomotion doesn't matter so much as does the main core. Uh, I wrote something on this five years ago. And the reason I wrote something on this five years ago, and I'm going to drop this quote in here and ask you guys to kind of see what you think of it. But, um, you know, the David Labuskas of, Avis, of Avixa um, threw this out there a couple years ago. And what he said, and this is a quote from, from David Labuskas, we need to acknowledge the fact that AV is a specialty that lives within the information technology communications community. The way I talk about this at, at this point is in the medical industry, we have cardiologists and podiatrists and dermatologists and neurosurgeons. The fact is that they all have an MD but they all have various specialties and we as a society recognize and understand the need for those specializations. The fact is that AV is a specialty that focuses on people and the experience. So he kind of takes almost what you were talking about, Joe, and then also what Frank's saying. He's, he's left a very definite, definitive statement that he believes AV is part of the information technology communications community. Um, but he also recognizes that there's a unique specialty on people and experience that happens within AV. Do you guys like David Labuskis's definition of this? Do you think it, it stops short? Do you think it, you think it sums it up? Do you think it, um, 
dismisses other parts of the industry that maybe we don't feel are IT, like live events or things like that? I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I would say those, 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 all of it does still fall into the blanket of IT. I mean, I did, I worked in audio and, and audio as an audio engineer for some time. And, and, you know, we ran consoles over Dante and that's, you know, that, that is still, a, still got the, the feeling of that and still the internal of it. And he touched on a word that I think is so important and we always slam at home and now it's become a buzzword and everybody's almost sick of hearing it. I know I am, but it doesn't mean it's not true. And that's experience, right? And so I'm now inventing a camp that's saying, I, I agree that AV is IT in the same sense that all of the technology is IT or a lot of technology is IT in the sense that we need our own subset. So I think, again, like I said earlier, it's important for us to work, to find a platform where we can work with aligned, uh, our aligned trades and partners to get representation, to improve experiences and improve everybody's conception and perception of us uh, and what I think it really is. And so I kind of racked my brain about this and I thought, well, getting away from the blanket thing from a subset perspective, if AV is not equal to IT in the sense that they're the one and the same and we are a subset, then what are we? And I came to uh, ET. AV is ET, which I am saying is experiential technology. Is ET. There we go. Okay. Not, not phone home. This conversation is getting a little bit too... Uh, it's too <laughs> the conversation is a little bit, little bit too white collar for me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out for all the blue collar folks. Okay, so to me, when if you say AV is IT, it's like the equivalent of saying to me, drywall is construction it's not right drywall is part of construction and i think what frank was talking about before where everyone just thinks it is networking and i i'm, I'm guilty of my my overall assumption is anytime i'm dealing with an it guy i just feel like oh yeah he set up the networking here that's just really what i think and so maybe maybe the the shift should be that AV isn't IT; it's just part of IT, and so is networking, and so is cybersecurity, and and these are all your your what what I would call your your specialty trades, your sub trades, in part of a construction project, right? And so when uh, when when you're looking at it, IT would be the the general contractor or the construction, and underneath that, it takes a collaboration of 12 different sub trades to make this all work right and so that probably aligns with what like mr labuskis was saying in that look you know we have to start start working uh within the the it industry and we bring a different skill set and a different perception to it and maybe if maybe if we stop fighting it and i don't know maybe maybe we'd get that seat at the table but I also that's, feel like, that's my, it, my, yeah, yeah. So can I, can that's, I jump that's in? Great, please. That was, I'm with you, Jared. I like that. So these are, these are excellent points. And uh, Dave Lobuska's coat, I can totally relate to that. I mean, it's basically yeah. what I would say. Uh, uh, but here's my first point. Uh, we, uh, Jyoti, you're uh, responding to your uh, experiential technology, ET comment, right? Uh, Avixa went through its whole rebranding in order to incorporate the experience into their philosophy. And that's, that's, that's a great thing, right? But I kind of feel it's very limiting too, right? Uh, I, I feel experiential technologies 
Uh, and I, I'm sure Mark can comment on this because of his, and, and you too, Joe, Jared, you as well, that oh, when we thanks. talk about, <laughs> when we talk about experiential technologies or when we uh, highlight the projects where the experience is at the cornerstone of the philosophy of design of that particular project, these are the showpieces. These are the one-offs. These are, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, the grandstanding 80 projects, right? But uh, that's typically what's referred to. But can you say that having just a display in a doctor's office, putting on um, a 24-hour news loop, is that not an experience? That is also an experience, right? That's also an experience. Everything is an experience. It's a but, bad experience. What, uh, it's a really, yeah. really bad experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm may, with Frank on this. This is, may, this is, may, this may, is my, may, yeah. maybe, but for me, it's like I don't like being wowed uh, depending on where I am, right? There are places where I appreciate the subtlety of it. So uh, I understand the concept of including experience, but by going down the experience route, we have this issue, right? We are a bridge, technically. And Jared, excellent point about us being a, a subsystem within the IT realm. And the sooner we identify ourselves that way, the better we can have these communications. Uh, so we are that bridge between uh, the experiential folks, the art, the beauty, and the technology. And AV has the ability to be that. But in order to actually tap into a larger organized by the IT departments. See, again, when, whenever I hear the word, uh, the IT people have, uh, I, I find it very limiting because uh, IT is just a word. The person that you're sitting across on the table may just be the networking guy. Uh, uh, I, just, I just did a quick Google search of IT technologies and there's at least 70 or 80 different industries that call themselves part of the IT, the CRMs, the, the database management, the, uh, the cybersecurity folks, they're all different subsets within them. And communication technology is a part of it, right? Now, why can't we just go along with that train of thought and absorb what makes IT IT? And here's where my talking points are. There, there's a specific issue with the AV industry in that we have standards, we have too many of them. We have uh, opinions, we have too many of them. We have products, we have too many of them. No two products are the same. Uh, no two solutions are the same. Part of the beauty of our, uh, our installation processes, our projects, are that we have a variety of things to choose from. But by not being able to put forward a unified message in terms of standards, in terms of objectives, in terms of quantifiable factors, that actually alienates us from the IT people, right? Uh, like, we, like Mark mentioned a point, like there's room acoustics, things like things that the IT person does not understand, right? Once we have those quantified and once we are set and agree as an industry. I'm not even talking about IT departments, anybody. As an industry, we come together and say, this is what I would call good audio. It's not rockets, it, it, this is not magic. It's supposed to be a science. This are the measurement tools that I would call good audio. This is what I call good video. This is what I call X. Or once we have that, we have standards. Yeah. That's 
exactly what IT does. Well, let me, I'm going to jump in there for a second because I think, I think this is, I think this is something that's very, very important in AV and and a a hill I will die on every single day. Um, I like objective standards very much so. And I think they protect both the client and the integrator um, on a basic level. But this is my problem. This is my problem with, um, with defining things by standards. So let's talk about, let's talk about, um, Let's talk about projection just for a second. And I have a client and they want to do a projection system. And I look at the space and I measure the ambient light and I have a 400 inch screen and I'm going to use, you know, this projector and I'm going to get a hundred lumens a foot on the screen. And I think that's going to be good for the contrast ratio I need in a space with the light that it has. I write all that down on a piece of paper. I explain my logic to the customer. Customer signs off on that. We both agree that this is what we're going to do. We move forward. I install that projector. The customer says, I think it looks washed out. Now, I've, de- I've delivered everything by a standard that we used math and best practices and everything to come to. I've explained what we're going to install to the customer. Most AV people would say, I've done my job. I delivered what was on the scope of work. We both decided that was okay. And we went from there. However, the customer did not buy a 10,000 lumen projector. The customer wanted to buy an image that was bright enough to see in the room in a way that they wanted to see it. And they were trusting us that what we were writing down on the piece of paper and the math that we were doing was going to produce that because they don't have the expertise to do that, right? So who's, who's right? And this is where I think the soft part of experience really comes in because there's a spirit of the job. There's something that the customer expected to buy. They expected to buy a bright, clear image on the wall and they got something that's washed out. Now by all accounts, we did the math and we have an objective benchmark that we've met, but we've failed to actually meet the customer expectation. And I think this is where, you know, this, this piece of standards, um, I like the idea of writing down those pieces. And I think the math is valuable to get us to a starting point. But um, I think, you know, this is where we really, as AV people, need to start making sure that people understand what images and things are actually going to look like. And we have to, we have to be sensitive to the subjective impression of someone. Sound is the hardest thing to quantify because everybody hears it differently, right? Like when I sold home speakers to people with theater, like some people loved the $500 speakers and some people needed the ones that were $20,000, right? But um, it's just one of those things where as AV people, like in my case, like if I was going to do, if, if that was the math, I want to show that customer what a hundred lumens a foot looks like in their space. Whatever I need to do to get it. I mean, I don't have to do it on a 400 inch screen. You can put a hundred lumens a foot with a 3000 lumen projector up on a 50 inch projection screen and just show them what a hundred lumens a foot looks like, right? You can do that. Um, and then say, it's going to be that bright. That's what the contrast is going to look like. Imagine it 20 times bigger, but it's not going to be any more vivid than what it is there. Um, do you think, you know, I guess, I guess my, my point is I understand IT likes those objective pieces. And I think when you're moving bits and bytes and you're looking for confirmation of packets crossing a network, there's an objective standpoint that that worked. When we're talking about light and the subjective experience of each individual user in a space, there becomes a lot more of a soft science to it. Does that, does that change the standpoint? So there's, Wow. Wow. So much to speak to here. Mark, I I couldn't agree more with you. And I know some people will, 
I'm thinking of my buddy Marshall over there and, and we talk about the AV and, and the magic and the art in it, but, but that's the case, right? I, I interpreting experience and what somebody is expecting. And I'm not just talking about, so, so I want to speak to, to Frank, what you were talking about with the experience. And I, I think we should be clear here, like every piece of AV that we sell provides some level of experience. It doesn't have to be the one-off like grandstand big kind of projects. I sold one of the cheapest rooms I've ever sold in my life a little while ago because the customer just they didn't have realistic expectations for what they wanted. And after some conversation and getting them to a point where I said, I understand where you're coming from and what you're looking for. Let me see what I can find and put together, you know, in your budget space that does that. And, and the TV in the doctor's office, that's an experience. If you never touch it, even if you don't even pay attention to it, right. It still impacts your experience in that place. But also from the, the owner's perspective, there's an experience when they, pay for something and what they expect to get back um, that that's an experience as well. So, so the experience thing is it, that falls for everything. Everybody's having experience with this technology. It doesn't have to be the massive stuff. So I think we're all on the same page there. It seems like we all agree that AV is for sure a subset of IT and we certainly fall in the IT blanket. And I would never, I, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, and I think I love David Labuska's quote. Um, Frank, what you said on that was fantastic. Uh, you know, we fall into that category and I think more back about the IT and OT thing and it, the more I learn about that, the big differentiator just seems to be IT is more software focused and OT is more hardware focused. Um, on on the, the standards and, and why I think this is so important, I think you guys are both spot on. And I think that's where a lot of air quote IT people miss us is that there is Mark, you just nailed it. There's an art to this. Like there's, there's something other than, uh, you know, objective numbers and figures that are measurable. I mean, I was talking with some people just this morning regarding, you know, our opinions on, on live concert mixes. And I'm a very opinionated person in general, but I happen to have a lot of feelings on this one, having spent so much time in that space. And, that's subjective. It's subjective. So it's not to say that I can use tools to measure this and I can cut frequencies here and boost them there so that everything has its sonic space and, and can be heard or whatever, but there's still uh, sub subjectivity to it. And that's kind of where we differ in that, in that sense. It's, it's, well, I, 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 yeah, no, sorry. Oh. I, I just wanted to, before, before we get too carried away on standard, cause I'm, I'm with Frank on that everything is an experience. Everything. It may not be intentionally set out or built to be yeah. experienced, but slow Wi-Fi is a crap experience. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, being hacked is a, it is a crap experience, right? And But those infrastructure systems were not set out so that you had a good experience. You know, that's not that wasn't the main intention. And so the thing about standards, though, for me, Mark, that that I think we have to be clear on is that you cannot quantify subjective standards. And so on your scope of work, when it comes to contract, you do not want to have in your scope of work as an objection or a, as a milestone or an objective, make customers happy. That, that will never appear on a scope of work. It shouldn't, you have, it you shouldn't appear on the scope of work, but it should, it, it should, should be, be the end goal. It should yeah. be the well, end goal. I, what you, you're not wrong in that, but what I'm saying is 
standards should set um, a reasonably minimum level of experience for the client. So when you are when you are doing the math behind determining a projector for a space, those standards to support that are meant to meet a satisfying standard. And if the customer was expecting an HDR overdriven, high contrast, you know, we, we I'll, I'll go to base, for example, when you do audio systems, you want to talk about subjective, get into audio, when you do audio systems, man, well, it sounds tinny, it sounds this, it sounds that, there's not enough base. These are all subjective terms, but if you, if you are outlining, um, if, if, if you're outlining the standards to meet uh, what the industry has said, this will be a minimum satisfying experience. You, you have to do that. You can't, you are right. The interaction with the client, it, it, sure, you have to provide a, a good experience. But when that person leaves that school and they don't teach in that classroom anymore, are you going to change the system because now the experience has changed? Or can you say that, no, my scope met the standard and what I was to provide, but looks like Joe, Joe looks ready. Joe looks I ready. Do, yeah. I, well, I, I appreciate the time here in the platform guys. I, I do have to jump. I, I would encourage you to continue this conversation, but I guess what I want to say is I think we all kind of seem to be on the same page. Um, we're, we're, we're looking at it from some different angles, but this is why it's important for us as an industry to come to a bit of a consensus on this and understand where we sit. And so we can look at the, the aligned trades that we work with and understand what's important to them especially if we're going to be using their transport methods and, and hardware and, and all those types of things yeah. so that we can earn our seat at the table. I don't think AV has earned their seat at the table in the IT OT conversation. I just don't. And it's time for us to do that. And that's really why I wanted to get on here and engage with you guys. So um, Frank, I'm going to have to, I really want to hear your thoughts. I'm going to have to listen to him on the recording, my man, but I have to jump you guys. I really appreciate you having me and uh, let's keep this conversation going. But uh, from here on out, I'm saying AV is, is ET, and I'm out. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to we'll have to engage Joe on the on the Twitters for sure, and get him get him uh, engaged. Jared, I I like what you said that you know. I like I understand what you're saying that like making the customer happy can't be part of the scope of work, right? It can't be something that we yeah. use as a parameter of did we meet our job or not? Because, and I'm not saying ignore it. I'm not saying you know be a dick to the customer who cares as long as you get scope. I just mean it, you have to only have um, quantifiable results contractually. Contractually they're, they're, I guess if you want to get into a legality, um, then yes, I, I believe you do have to do that. And that's what I said. I think they protect us and they protect the customer from getting into a yes. lawsuit about what was provided, right? And about if something should be paid for or not be paid for. Um, I think long-term, if we want to talk about customer experience, <laughs> I think, I think long-term, you know, it, it really lends itself to how do we do better needs analysis? Cause I'll, I'll liken it to this, you know, yes. if, if somebody is, if you and I spoke different languages, right. And I, and, and you're the interpreter, right. You're the interpreter and I say something and you interpret it and you say it to someone else and you misinterpret what I said, am I at fault for my communication or is the interpreter at fault for miscommunicating it into the new language? And I feel like that translation lies with the interpreter. 
And so when we're talking to someone, in this, in this scenario? yeah, so, so the customer is speaking a foreign language. They're saying, I want X, Y, Z. They're not speaking AV. They're not asking for a 10,000 lumen projector with a 400 inch screen and a, and a contrast ratio of 35 to one. They didn't ask for that. They said, this is what I want. This, room, this is what I want this room to do. And this is, and this is what I, I like. And yeah. I'm trusting you to interpret that, to translate that into AV and then deliver that message. So I feel that we have the responsibility as the translator to have a conversation that yields the translation that meets what the customer was trying to accomplish, right? And, and if we're not doing that consistently, our needs analysis process is probably broken or the way that we're setting expectations in the process is broken. Yes. And so I'm always looking for ways to identify, okay, how can I, as this translator, when I start to translate this out, make sure that what I'm saying is actually what the customer was asking for, right? How do I, how do I how create? Do I quantify what you're asking? Exactly. And how do I, how do I define, show you in a way that I said, this is what I heard from you. This is what it looks like. Is that what you were asking for? Right. And that's where, that's where I get into, I think I wrote an article a long time ago about how to do a projector demo. Like I was just talking about, you can, you can do a, you can do a projector demo with a 3000 lumen projector and an 80 inch screen in a space. Yeah. And you can make that 20 lumens a foot, or you can make that 400 lumens a foot. You just move it closer to the screen and do a four inch window. And now you've got, you know, you've got 3000 lumens over a four inch diagonal window. That'll show you what the brightness looks like, or you move it 40 feet back based on the throw ratio. And now all of a sudden you're only so, painting a part of the canvas, but you can show them what three lumens a foot looks like. Right. And if I, you're smart enough with the math and you know, the throw ratio of your projector and stuff, you can do those things. So I just think as AV people, we have to be better at translating that to get the experience right. I want to bring Frank in on this um, as the uh, resident expert. Frank, what does a needs analysis look like from an IT perspective? So, uh, from and IT, what is subjective? What is subjective, and what do they quantify? Like, what is that? What does that relationship look like when you when you are doing that? Good question. And uh, I'm gonna go back to Mark's earlier points. Uh, he has actually responded what I was going to respond. Uh, in a an AV needs analysis after designing a system, uh, at the end of the project, uh, if we've come to the conclusion that the client is not happy, uh, because although we have met the standards, it's still not translating as to what his requirements are, that again is not an indication of the need for more soft sciences. For me, that tells me that our standards were flawed. You know it. It requires yes. us, uh, our, our basis of interpretation, the guidelines that we follow to get the client a particular solution uh, were flawed. And I think we've, as an industry, AV has done a good job at constantly modifying visual audio standards in that sense, because they keep saying, all right, let's go by ADM, BDM, let's go by, you know, there's, it's all started up with the, eight, the 864, yeah. you know, so it's, we've evolved a lot in a lot of these technologies. Uh, and we are evolving, you know, we're constantly changing, which is good. But uh, the issues that we talk about and, you know, constantly when, you know, when used as a talking point as AV is not IT and all those arguments that we, are, we have a lot of subjective elements to our trade. The fact of the matter is 
that is also there in IT. All the subjectiveness is also there because under delivering on standards is not exclusive to AV. IT does that all the time, unfortunately, because we provide a 48 port switch, not accounting that this location has 60 people working. What have we done? Uh, What we have under delivered on a particular product. So there's nothing uh, in my opinion. uh, Well, let me just put it like this to to Jared's question. The sooner we can minimize the amount of subjectiveness in our standards, the more efficient our needs analysis process becomes. And that's why I keep harping about AV's IT because that's what IT does at its core, right? It says, all right, what is the size of your organization? So the guy responds, I have a thousand people working here. Do all thousand of you have devices? How many devices are you gonna be using? What do you do? Not dissimilar to the questions we ask in our needs analysis process, but what IT does with a higher level of efficiency is make sure that that needs are met because there is a sense of urgency in those standards in that if we do not meet those standards, it is not functional. The problem with AV many times is that you've delivered a projector, Mark, you've given them something to look at and then they're standing there. Well, you know, I understand I could have paid a thousand dollars more and this would have looked better. You know what? We'll keep it for the next three years and then we'll revisit that thing. You know, uh, that does not exactly fly when it comes to a lot of IT things. Cause you can't say, eh, you know, I have a thousand people. We'll just ask 800 of them to use their PCs. No, they all need to be there. So the, sta- the, the standards need to reflect the needs to a higher level. And the way to do that is to cut out more, more subjectiveness in these conversations. If, if a needs analysis is not giving you the response that you need, it's not indicative of us being an art. It shows that our standards need to be more subjective and to be more, you know, it needs to encompass things more. How do we do yeah, we that? Don't need to, yeah, not necessarily cut out subjectiveness, but yeah, exactly. convert, convert subjectiveness into like, you know, very specified objectives. And, and I agree with you, standards set. Standards try to eliminate subjectiveness. That's really what, that's really I love it. I love the conversation. Frank, you're, you're amazing. You're, you're great. <laughs> you know, I, I really appreciate you guys giving me this platform. You know, it's a, it's wonderful that I get to talk to smart people like yourselves. Uh, I'm learning every day there's nothing, uh, you know, I, if, if I had a, a closing statement to this whole AVIT argument, right. Um, it's literacy, you know, I will come back and I will fall back on the education platform. Uh, and before Joe left, he mentioned something as well. If we are going to be part of a blanket, if we are going to be part of a family of IT, understanding what each of these things do, our actions, how do they impact the other trades, and then defining those standards is what we need. I mean, maybe what we need to say is, all right, if your product has an IT component to it, it needs to be a standard that you do X, Y, Z before the project begins. You need to let the client know. And we do a lot of these things individually. There's a lot of people who follow these, you know, best practices, so to speak, but do we have it as a standard? Because again, I will fall back and look at a VIXA and a VIXA to me is like a trade association that is trying to define and, you know, bring some 
uh, you know, uh, standardization to the whole process. Maybe we need to define standards to the little bit of it, uh, the tiniest details, right? If your if your if your control system has an RJ45 port as a standard, make sure that there's a disclaimer to the IT department that says this thing has a port on it; it can be hacked, or things like that. Disclosures. And this should be industry-wide. It, it shouldn't fall back on the things that annoy me. And the reason why I try to, uh, why I think AV's IT is going to help is when uh, a particular trade within AV, like an integrator or a, or a designer or a, a programmer says, well, that's not my thing. You should check with this guy. I don't, I don't appreciate that. You know, what you should be saying is there is an issue there. I'm not the expert to talk about that. You should probably go back to the manufacturer, but yes, yeah. there that that those conversations, and understanding that we are a part of something as opposed to these cavalier, magic people, will help change that. That's why I come back on my yeah. points. I'll I'll go back to um you know when I wrote this article that that uh, promoted David Lebuskis's quote about us being a subset. Um, I have another friend who's a former Infocom executive um, who shall remain nameless, who has emailed me over the years about different things. Um, he gave me a little bit of a history lesson, um, you know, from Nava to Infocom to, you know, Avixa um, as the industry association has, has changed. And, um, you know, he was saying this wasn't the first time that AV tried to assign itself to somebody else or give itself away is the way that he claimed. Um, and he uh, said, you know, back in the 40s after World War II, the, the TV, the International Television Association, um, tried to lay claim to AV as part of television. And then, you know, in the, in the 90s, there was a big move to make AV part of kind of like an office products uh, industry. And that blew up, you know, a bunch of dealers sold themselves to an office products company and that, that uh, exploded and, and sent people moving on their way because it didn't work out really well. Um, so he was just saying, you know, be very cautious about giving AV away because there's so many parts of AV, you know, at its core, a, a whiteboard on wheels with markers is AV. Is that really IT, right? Like it is technology, it's, it's information. It's, we're categorizing it and putting it down, but it, it's not electronic. And I think, uh, you know, one of the funny things that, um, one of the funny things that he had said that I made uh, a note of um, when I was, when I was going through the whole thing was, um, what did he say? He said, the thing, the thing is this, AV is about organizational media. If the big medium tomorrow within organization drops all connection with electronics and instead begins using flying squirrels, AV will still exist. Right? Like he goes, but perhaps IT will desperately and quickly add a new interface called Arrow Mammals. Right? Like these, he just, he was just saying that AV doesn't have to be moved through the network or be digitized or be any of these things that have kind of brought us to the IT world in a way. Um, that if we decide to all communicate completely differently with hand signals in a room, um, AV still exists, but it wouldn't be part of the IT industry. So, but I guess that would, I mean, I guess in a way that means we'd have to change what we're doing. And of course that could change whether we're part of IT or not, but it was just interesting. It was interesting to get somebody else's perspective who had kind of was a historian who was watching, uh, you know, AV try to assign itself to office products or try to assign itself to TV and now assign itself to, to IT over the years as things and, and trends have changed. So. So 
I'm just going to push us to probably closing remarks here because I think we probably yeah we have <clears> to <throat> we have our... to we went we went you know what I got so yeah. I got so involved you know I was I, I was know. ready I was ready for the fight I'm a Krav guy Jared like you ring a bell I know we just you ring got, a bell and put, put me in a ring dude I'm not I'm not I'm just telling you right now so this is the way it works in Krav we do this thing called circle Trinkia. of death. It, we do this, we do this thing called circle of death like at the end of after you spar and everything you take a medicine I, ball I do you know that do you know the circle of death are you gonna listen? i think so yeah okay so you stand in a circle you and you take a medicine ball and you just start hammering it into the stomach of the guy next to you and they can't touch it until it hits their solar plexus it hits their body then they grab it before it hits the floor and then you just keep going and you don't stop until everybody's out but you and so I'm just saying, I'm not closing the Zoom call until all you guys hang up. Like, I'm, I'm, I, if I'm not king of the mountain, if I'm not king of the mountain, then, I, then I'm not doing my job here. I fight to the end. I fight to the end, Jared. Well, all, I, all I'm going to say is, like, what I, Frank, what, what, what I took out of this, and it's, it's good. It's really, this conversation was extremely positive for me because it cleared a few things up for me. And I think the best takeaway that I have from it is that when I'm filling out those online forms and it asks me what industry I am, I can now confidently put information technology instead of other. Amen. There you go. You, <laughs> right? You're on the drop down. You're, now you're on the drop down list. Yeah, you just, I'm, you just upgraded. Because audiovisual, anytime, yeah, whenever I go on that drop down list, there is no unified collaboration video conferencing integrator. Yeah. I just, I can't find it. There's and no, so there won't be. Um, there's no UCC collaboration. <laughs> no. ED, EDID technician. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Magician. <laughs> <laughs> so I can confidently put information technology as my industry now. Great. I love it. I love it. Well, hey, Frank, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming in. Joe, I know you're not with us, but thanks for, thanks for jumping on. Yep. Um, I was excited about I was excited about doing this day as our first time with two guests and I got I got a little too excited. I'm sorry we ran over a little bit. But uh hey man, I, I really thank you for uh for coming in and helping out. Thank you so much. It was yeah. awesome to be with you guys. Awesome. Well, hey, this has been AV Daybreak. The AV is IT great debate. Um we'd love we'd love to hear your thoughts. So if you listen to this on your walk, Chris Netto, we hadn't said Chris Netto. Chris Netto, if you're listening to this on your, on your walk or Art Danner or one of you guys, Alex Fortin, guys we get good feedback from, um, you know, pop in on Twitter, comment on the show. Uh, and uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the topic. So anyways, this is AVD, Day, uh, there you go, Jared. There's my gaffe. This is AV oh, Daybreak. There it is. And we'll see you guys again next week. Take care. Thank you.